The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Special edition of Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Uh, just wanted to do something fun for the people. We do have our first guest. I should say, not our first guest. Our first coach as a guest on the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. Uh, we had some fun with it. Hope people have some fun uh, listening to it. Knock out a couple minutes. Uh, having some fun with, with the internet sensation that is the new Texas Tech head coach, Gus Duggar. We're making history on the, on the show, Bear. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, it is a first. Uh, the first time ever we've had a coach join Stanford Steve and the Bear on the podcast. And he is the head coach. Time, first time on game day, on a game day nonetheless. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. He's the head coach of the unranked Texas Tech Red Raiders. Who are playing the 25th ranked TCU Horn Frogs? He is Mr. Gus Duggerton. Coach, how are we doing? I'm doing great. It's good to hear you guys. I'm a big fan of the show. I actually, before we get to the questions, I like to kind of control these interviews because I know the media is up to old tricks, and we will we'll have to get into the uh, travesty that went down with South Carolina jumping my former school, USC. But before we do any of this, because I am a big fan of the show, Bear, uh-huh. if we're going to have game day in Lubbock uh, tomorrow for Oklahoma after the TCU game, Walk me through how you're going to get there. Well, uh, it depends. I know the limited flights to Lubbock because the uh, the previous time game day went to Lubbock, it was a scene like no other. We had Bob Knight on the set. We had guns being being shot. It looked like a Friday night light scene. There'll never be a better night in Lubbock history, ever. Sorry, Coach. The the getaway plan was a little tough because I actually had to get three flights home through El Paso to get back to Hartford, but uh, it, we, we we can certainly talk about that uh, after the interview and set it up with your operations staff and your uh, logistical team. But 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 OU Texas Tech is a is a is a game we're certainly looking forward to. Uh, hoping to be able to get down there. I love it. I love uh, it. That's co- my favorite part of the show when we break down how Bear gets to and from game day. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the meals. We'll get to the meals, uh, Coach. For, seriously though, it's been a, you know. Uh, a trying couple days. Uh, how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. You know, we had a little bit of a hiccup over the weekend. We had the issue where, uh, you know, I had to check myself into a donut rehab facility mm-hmm. uh, in in and out in one day. And okay. uh, a really bad loss to Baylor in, in a bad spot. We're coming off of a big win against Florida State and then at Mississippi State. Feeling good. Letdown spot. Middle of the day game. Uh, but since that moment, my guys have rallied, and they've really answered uh, the bell here. Win, wins against Texas, Kansas, Kansas State, whooping up on some people, flexing our, our muscles. And I don't know if you guys have, have been in tune, but how Mummy, the legend, has actually just today certified me as Air Raid certified offense. So he has given me that, uh, you know, I think I have to, a pin or something that I have to wear now, but I am, I'm rolling. We're rolling as an offense. You, you said that was the correct. Go ahead. I was gonna say you got to put the pin on the on the hat. You got to put the pin on the shirt. What, what, what do you think it might look better? Have you thought about that yet? I'm gonna start wearing the towel and then put the pin on the towel. Ooh. Oh, That's air raid style. Innovator. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I mean, it just never stops. But before we get to the stuff on the field, Coach, seriously, you know, you've, you've talked about the donut love. What's a more important meal, breakfast or lunch? Ooh. Oh, man. Well, if you ask my nutritionist, the team nutritionist, they'd say the breakfast. But I'm, I'm going to say uh, the answer is my next meal. Whatever my next meal is is the most important meal. That's what I'm thinking. It's that tunnel vision that I have as a coach and a lot of nights okay. spent in the office. You know, eating film. So whatever my okay. next meal is, that's the most important one. All right. All right. Well, you know, Bear and I, you know, we're doing picks during the season, and we wake up to, to people on social media just telling us how much we suck and, you know, go find something better to do. You know, you're you're in this new age. You're, you're dealing with something, you know, Dabo has never had to deal with, Saban, Spurrier back in the day. You know, you're dealing with the pressure of these people while you're calling plays during the game. Take us through some of that anxiety. Yeah, a lot of anxiety. A lot of anxiety. Um, the Twitch chat where my games are broadcast uh, are a safe haven for teenagers that think they're the smartest people on earth. <laughs> and when that clashes with my brain, it is a combustible relationship. I called myself uh, earlier in the week the composureless man. I would mm -hmm. say if you had to critique my coaching – my lack of composure is exceptional, off the charts when it comes to my lack of composure. If I throw an interception, the next one's coming almost almost without a doubt on the next drive. Uh, and, yeah, I, I, I would say that the, the chat, the Twitch chat, lives inside of my head, and fighting that off from game to game is easily, that is way harder of a task than playing any defense in the Big 12. And then I'm sure you're hearing it right now as well. I mean, you look at the record, but again, I think the naysayers are going to point out, like, they really don't know how good this team is right now. I mean, you haven't faced the three best teams in your league. They're upcoming. So I think a lot of people probably have a wait and see, hold their breath little mentality as to, uh, yeah, you're off to a good start, but but there's a but there. I mean, does, does that kind of eat at you a little bit? Well, the butt is for the haters, and I'm 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 pretty close to putting you on the hater list there, Bear, with that type of question, that leading question that you use there, because what what people are forgetting here is, yeah, uh, you know, we had a rocky start to Texas Tech, but why don't people in the media like you bring up the fact that I just won a Rose Bowl at OC as the OC at USC? Why don't they bring up the fact? that I beat UConn in the Fiesta Bowl with FSU? Why don't they bring up the fact that I went 11-1 in the MAC and won the MAC championship going away? Those things just escape people, and they just want to talk about UCLA or Baylor. So I'm going to frame your question back to myself here and say, hey, coach, wouldn't you say you're one of the rising stars in the coaching profession? And I'll answer that, Bear. Great question. I would say, yes, I am. Well, I, I would agree that you are, and, and I was going to follow that up with uh, pointing out how that that little the, the day trip to the treatment center, that Baylor loss, I think your ability to get your team and yourself and your staff to focus and kind of turn that into a positive and realize that all of your goals were still in front of you and everything was on the table. You've done a really good job with that in your first stop as a head coach. So but I, I see the big picture here, but I, I'm not one of those naysayers, but, but you, you know how the media, the, the media boys are nowadays. All they want to do is bring up the negative, bring up the negative. Do you feel, let me ask you a question, Bear. Do you, do you fill out uh, Herbie's uh, BCS card at the end of the year? Do you fill out that form? <laughs> I, I, I used to. He's, he's gotten too big for me now, so uh, he doesn't let me okay. do that anymore. 
So what was the yeah, reasoning was... when USC wins the Pac-12 championship against uh, Stanford Steve's Stanford Cardinal, who were a terrible opponent two times that year, that a nine, number nine team in the country jumps the number five team in the country to get the number two spot, which is what happened to me last year. Would you say that's an SEC bias when it's South Carolina? Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's absolutely an SEC bias, and I, and I think everyone out there knows that uh, ESPN, CBS, uh, OutKick the Coverage, uh, Barstool, we're all in on it. it. It's an SEC bias against everyone else in the country. And um, yeah, yeah, that, I, 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 I was going to wait and hold off on asking you about that because I just didn't understand what, 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 what the BCS formula saw in that South Carolina win to, to, to cause them to jump as high as they did and drop you. That was, a, and again, and I think what you've done now at Texas Tech, you, you kind of learned how to handle the adversity of a bad situation there at, at USC where we should have been in the national championship game, but now we have to settle for the Rose Bowl, and you get that Rose Bowl win. It, it shows the maturity and your ability to kind of like process things and, and make the best of the situation. But you guys did get well, through. There's no doubt about it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And what it did actually, well, the, the big lesson I did learn from this, and this is a, a bone to pick with your co-host Steve here, uh, Style points are back. Style points are back. I'm oh running boy. up the score when I have the chance. I put up 71 against Kansas. I scored with two seconds left against Texas when I was. We, watch, we watch. We watch the games. I don't know who you keep trying like. Like we, you're talking to two guys that watch the games. All right, coach. <laughs> Style points are back. So if there's time on the if there's time on the clock, I'm scoring points. We will we will get to that in a little bit. I do want to bring up Gunnar Weston. He leads the country in three stats: yards touchdowns, and interceptions. Do we think we need to penalize him more harsher for throwing all these picks, Coach? You know, uh, it's a fair question. Uh, I will remind people that while he's thrown 16 interceptions this year through, I think, what it is, eight games, he is actually off the pace of my quarterback, Chaz Kyle, last year, who ended up throwing 38 interceptions for USC. So that has been cleaned up in the game plan. I have I tell my quarterbacks, and I had Jameis Winston at Florida State, and I think he threw 32 interceptions. So I tell my quarterbacks, sounds right. If you if you if if you see a guy, throw it. Don't think, just throw. Because I don't care. Interceptions. Guess what? Interceptions. They just if you throw an interception, it doesn't matter. We can deal with the interceptions over and over. The pick sixes are a problem. But I have no issue with throwing interceptions because it's it's the old Bruce Arians, no risk it, no biscuit. I can live with those interceptions if we keep winning games and putting up points. All right. Uh, I wasn't going to bring up UCLA, but you did. Um, you know, you had a chance. You know, the, the Oregon State job was available in beautiful Corvallis before this season. Um, you know, and then you just brought up the idea of how tough it is to come out of the Pac-12 with the no respect that they get. You lived it. Was that the main reason you you, you didn't go to back to Corvallis? Uh, yeah. I mean, to me, uh, when I'm looking at my coaching career, mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you guys. I'm, uh, you know, I'm paying all my players. I'm committing all kinds of NCAA violations. So my idea is that I need to get out of each conference within a year before these guys catch up to to what I'm doing. So. Oregon State was never even on the radar for me because I know that the block is getting hot every time I stay somewhere for more than a year. 
that was really that. I'm not scared of UCLA. I'm going to put UCLA on my schedule next year wherever I end up because I got to get out of the Pac-12. Okay. And, and I don't want to. I'm going to try and connect a few dots here, and I might be maybe jumping to some conclusions. But I think the evidence in the career path might be here. You look, Tommy Tuberville had success at a school in Ohio, success at Texas Tech, success at Auburn. Nick Saban went to a school in Ohio, coached at Toledo where you were, coached with the Browns, then coached in the state of Florida. You were at Florida State. He coached in the NFL. I see a lot of similarities between Tommy Tuberville, Nick Saban, Coach Dubs. Maybe you wind up somewhere in the state of Alabama or the SEC, and that's your next great stop. Well, I'm company? never going to talk about another man's job, but I have looked ahead, and it seems like the hot seat is on the Georgia head coach. Uh, I think the hot seat is on, if I can remember correctly, the Auburn head coach. So there's some jobs, Tennessee as well. I'd love to be in the SEC because I know everything is biased towards the SEC, and if you win the SEC, you're in the national championship game. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll say it right now. If, if some SEC team wants to hire me, I'm more than willing to go to the SEC. Coach, will you admit your seat is hot right now? Oh, well, that's a funny question to ask, Steve. You know, what, 12 hours after I became bowl eligible and took over a 2-10 and 10 program to, to already have six wins through the season through eight games? Uh, maybe my seat is hot because of the improprieties, but in terms of on the field, my, my seat could not be cooler, and I actually think that is a completely unreasonable question by you, and I'm close to hanging up. Coach, this is this is your floor. I want. I mean, I'm, this is your chance to talk to the naysayers. Okay, so that's why I want to say it. Give you the opportunity to get, show your honesty. You, we love you because of the honesty. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? I run four plays. I run them well. I don't have many more plays than that. I have no defensive instincts. I have no defensive ability. But what I do do is I put people in the seats. The season ticket line was around the block when I was named head coach for Texas Tech, okay? The, the, the people, there's buzz around Lubbock. Yeah, I might not run the perfect program. Yeah, I might be terrible, terrible, horrendous as a video game player. But people come out to see. They come out to see, and they come out to see me lose. They come out to see me win. That's what it's about, right? This is a money business. We, let's stop pretending here. This is a money business, and Doug's produces money Everywhere he goes. That's what I wanted to hear. Did, did you uh, talk to Cliff Kingsbury at all? Because he kind of pulled the reverse Kingsbury right, where he <laughs> went from Texas Tech to USC and then on to the NFL, and you went uh, the other way around. You, you, you hit on like the, the pressure and the, the tough place to win in Lubbock and, and just the excitement there. Did you, did you get any advice from him on, on your way out the door at SC? I didn't talk to him. I talked to Graham Harrell because I worked with Graham uh, pretty closely as, as co-offensive coordinators at USC. But I, I would be remiss to say that, you know, the idea that if I go to Texas Tech and I win six games and get fired, what's my security blanket here? What's my parachute? Oh, that's right, an NFL head coaching job. So I'll be okay. All right. Uh, quick one. Uh, who hates recruiting more, you or Mike Leach? Ooh. I love Coach Leach. I got a lot of respect for Coach Leach. I don't hate recruiting. I do not hate recruiting. I have gotten mm. on the recruiting path. I'm actually, I'm actually right now as we talk, I am neck and neck with Notre Dame for a five-star recruit out of Texas. I don't hate recruiting. I don't love recruiting, but I don't <laughs> hate recruiting. And let me ask you this, Steve. Okay, yeah. you're a homeowner, right? If you were going to move out of your house in a month, 
in a week, would you do all the repairs? Would you care about the foundation? No, of course not. So I care about winning games, recruiting's an afterthought, because I'm not going to be in Lubbock more than another week. You still right. haven't built, up, built, built it up to pass the home inspection. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank you, Bear. At least one of you guys is smart. Jeez. We, we, we certainly want to wish you the uh, – we know it's a big weekend for you, and this is, this is the you, – you, you were talking about the scores. It's up to you. Do you worry about that at all if you have to play Texas or Kansas State or one of those teams again in maybe the Big 12 championship game? Because that could be a uh, – do you worry about, like, the motivation of the bolted board material for, for your opponents? I mean, I don't want to embarrass you guys, but how much research did you do for this show, huh? There's no Big 12 championship. No, I know. That's why you took the job. <laughs> it's, we're in that gap. We're in that gap. That's There's right. no Big 12 championship game. And right. listen, Steve, while I while I take what you just said, I understand what you said, I won't disagree. I have okay. not had the best time in championship games. Everyone remembers my Georgia Tech versus Florida State championship game where I lost by 21. The big game has eluded me at times, so there was an allure to go to the Big 12 and not have to play in that championship game. Well, um, how do you feel about trying to keep your players from looking ahead, but you start the podcast by asking Bear, how's he going to get to Lubbock for the Oklahoma game? That is a good question, because I am coming off two huge wins in the state of Kansas. Kansas and Kansas State were... Uh, not even, I wouldn't even call them speed bumps because they were so huge bad. wins in, in the state of Kansas. Oh, they were so bad. That is such a bad state for football right now. But yes, it is. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you're right. The trap game, I am a trap game coach. I, I, I'll admit that. I, uh, I often look ahead of my opponents and I often feel comfortable. I've said this before, but every time I have a lead in a game, I just assume I'm going to have the lead forever. And that's where I usually have a lot of problems because if I'm up seven nothing, I just assume I'm always going to be up seven nothing, and nothing will change. And then boom, you blink, and I'm down, you know, twenty one seven. So that does sneak up on me. But uh, yeah, I'll be ready. I'll be ready for TCU tonight. I'll be ready for Oklahoma tomorrow. I'm not worried. We're rolling. We're rolling. And and, and all the haters have had to take a back seat to what Doug's been doing this past week. And, and, and I, I would just keep doing what you're doing because, like I said, you're, you're aware of the shortcomings on defense and it, it, the, the sport of football. Your job is to score as many points as you can. The defense's job is to, to keep you from scoring as many points as, as you can. And if they can't do your job, they can't do their job. Why should you have to stop doing your job? So you keep doing you with that offense, and uh, I, I think you're going to get a lot of fan support throughout this country. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have been hating me because, I again, I only have four plays. I only run four plays, but I run them well. And uh, I, I've heard, I've listened to your podcast. Like I said, I'm a fan. I have yet to hear you guys say anything about Ricky Squeaks being a Heisman candidate, but he's phenomenal out of the backfield. And uh, I don't know. It's just more bias that I get to have to deal with. The, the people that I have to deal with in the media every single day, it's very sad to see the hate I get. Well, People say, you know, people, guys change when they become a head coach as opposed to how keeping that coordinator mindset and coach. It's, it's, it's starting to feel like you, you, that, that, that's happening to you. Am I too embrace, abrasive sometimes? I'd say that's probably fair, but I have to fight for my guys. I have to fight for yeah. uh, what's right. Ricky Squeaks I'm, is a great player. We'll see what he does the next two games. Uh, I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to do uh, uh, HB Cross or HB Shark Wheel for six. Over and over and over in your face. 
That's one of my. Well, four, that's two of my four plays, by the way. Yeah, don't give them all away, Coach. I know you don't do a lot of interviews like this. I don't want you to give it away. Uh, you know what? It, we're like uh, the the Vince Lombardi Packers. We're just gonna keep running until you stop it. I have it. We have a saying in Lubbock: "Slant till you can't." I'll keep running the slants until I can't. <laughs> well, uh, I really, really appreciate. We really appreciate you taking a couple of minutes on on game day. Um, hopefully, Bear does make it to Lubbock down there for that Oklahoma game tomorrow uh, with all the guys. You look great on the set with with uh, Fowler and, and Corso the other day after the big win. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time, Coach. All right. Thank you, guys. And, uh, Bear, I'd really appreciate it if you uh, keep tweeting out your Gulfstream picks because I've been I've been taking all of those. So, thank you. Appreciate it. Happy to help you down there. Yeah, maybe I'll even give you a little uh, – I'll give you some breaking news when we figure out where uh, Doug's is going next. So. Oh, I was out and down. Now, now we're gonna. Now we're talking. Now you make a bigger name. Mm-hmm. A handicapper, reporter, investigator. I love it. This is break, news breaker. Exactly. 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 Well, thank you guys. Uh, even though you're wildly unfair to me and you have an SEC bias, I kind of like what you do. Rack up guns, guns up. up. Well, as we said at the beginning, I hope that was fun for some people. Uh, Coach Dugs is, is taking the internet by storm, and you know, in these time where. We don't. I mean, I'm I'm trying to do some reading, bear. You know, uh, uh, whatever the the athletic they post those state of the programs for you know people getting ready. It's just really really tough with all that's going on and not even knowing if games are going to be played. We're hearing rumors, you know, about you know the USC Alabama game and stuff like that. So hopefully people have some fun uh, listening to Coach Duggar to break it down for us. So it was really fortunate for him to take time on game day for us. I, I agree. It, it, it's amazing how the buy-in from he mentioned how mummy uh, USC like official athletic department like Twitter Twitter handles and social media people are going along with this. Texas Tech is like with with the hype videos and the bowl Fiesta Bowl and the Rose Bowl, uh, all all these like real like games and, and teams are like going all in on this. And, and I think it's showing uh, how right now everybody kind of realizes we, uh, we, we, we need something to have fun with and take our mind off of some of the other, uh, the other things out there. So I, I think it's great. I like, I am not, I think we disclosed that the last uh, college football game that I played was like uh, college football, 1995. Mm-hmm. So I'm not a gamer, but I, I love watching him go back and forth on, on, on the Twitter feed and, Break down the game. It's hysterical, and uh, and, and he he's done an unbelievable marketing job with it, and, and I'm glad to see uh, that, that the schools are having fun with it as well. I'm um, I'm just glad that he he took some time for us uh, in a on time game, where on, ga- on, on game on day, game day. seriously, uh, he did ask for you to keep cut the Gulfstream picks. You know, congrats uh, Sunday. Uh, I saw your wife put, had a nice post. She doesn't have to hear your mouth anymore. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> Tell the people the news. Oh yeah, no. I got got back won my uh, won my NHC seat for uh, for February, which, which which was great. Last I needed to uh, I needed to win the last race. You know, it was funny because I was sitting here and I gave the horse out uh, on Twitter earlier in the day, and I was worried. I, I, I'm like, when I saw that where I was in the standings, okay, I need this horse to go off at eight to one or nine to one or so to, in order to have. Uh, enough money to guarantee myself a spot, and the horse opened up at six to one. So I was started sitting there for a second, getting a little mm. worried. Then I'm like, did I cost myself maybe a little bit of a 
little bit of a price here by giving this horse out, but the horse did uh, wind up drifting up a 10 to 1 and literally got up on the last jump. I Going live, I didn't think the horse got up, and I, I was I was crushed, but uh, when they posted that the three uh, did win the bob, I, I knew that was going to be uh, enough to get me back to that Vegas seat, so it worked out uh it worked out great, and yeah, late last week, in the weekend, we had some nice prices at Gulfstream, and hopefully we can uh, continue that this week, because, hey, Churchill's coming back open, Santa Anita's coming back open, so we we, we have some racing. I think we're going to have uh, Belmont in, uh, in June, yeah. probably, probably a Saratoga without fans uh, this summer, maybe, maybe a maybe a That's going to hurt. Saratoga without fans. I mean, I'm being selfish there, but that is going to hurt, man. And, and it, what stunk last year is I didn't get a chance to go up because the day I was supposed to go up and meet uh, the head coach of uh, Coach Doug's nemesis there, UCLA, mm. uh, was the day that they canceled due to the, that, the, the, the massive heat, uh, heat heat wave that we had. So I didn't yeah. get a chance to get up there last year. So uh, hopefully uh, next summer will be uh, be another year, and hopefully we just get through this. But the fact that we have we'll have hopefully the racing uh, is good enough for me right now. All right, very good, my man. Uh, well, I know people love the Gulfstream picks and whatever picks you got. I'm sure you're, any any more courses out there or tracks you 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 have not done research on that you might dabble in. Oh yeah, no, I I will. I will. Um, I'll, 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 <laughs> I know you uh, will. <laughs> oh, I will. Church with Churchill and Santa Anita. I, I, I hope to be able to do what I do for for Gulfstream for Churchill and uh, in Santa Anita as well because those are uh, two tracks that I do normally play. It was good with right. the Oakland and, and, and Gulfstream, so hopefully those bigger and then certainly when the Naira tracks uh, open up, I'll be able to do it for them. And as long as I have a limited uh, work preparation, just like you, it's so I, I want to like dive in and start looking ahead to the season, but you just don't know when they're playing, if they're playing, yeah. who's playing, what conference might be playing. Is it the winter? Is it the spring? Is it the fall? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's just so hard to like kind of to focus on it and, and potentially prep when you really don't know. Uh, what's going to be going on? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, thinking about next week. Hopefully, doing another pod. I want to get one of our buddies from from Vegas on just to give people an update what what they're hearing out there, and maybe yeah. we get get somebody on down from uh, SEC Network or something like that because that feels like the most sure thing. That I mean, everything I hear that SEC is going to play some football. So um, we'll definitely try and get that done next week for you guys. Uh, really appreciate everybody that's going to download, rate, subscribe, keep doing it. Uh, we're doing what we can, and uh, we're always here on social media whenever you guys need us uh, answering questions. So, Bear, good luck at Gulfstream, and uh, keep the picks coming. Stay hot, and I'll talk to you soon. And remember, especially at Gulfstream this time of year, the less you bet, the more you lose when you win. <laughs>